Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Twilight on Nightlight Radio with Solaris Blue Raven. We are so delighted to be back on track, and uh, we're looking forward to this evening because the topic of conversation is one that is not only titillating, titillating, but insightful and educational. And with that said, Solaris, welcome back to your show. Well, thank you, Barbara. It's a it's a pleasure to be here tonight. Well, you know, we we took a short break. Um, yeah. Every 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 now and then, the universe ar- arranges for us to have a break, and I I always look at those breaks as okay. I needed this, and I didn't schedule it for myself, so the universe took care of it for me. So, um, mm-hmm. always always I come back from these kind of breaks with with more insight, more ideas, more inspiration. So it, it has been. An exciting time on all levels here. I know you were caring for furry friends, and um, and that's really exciting mm-hmm. in, in and of itself. Um, but our topic tonight is end times, and I'm really excited about it because mm-hmm. so, so many people are talking about, oh my God, we're in end times, we're in end times, the Antichrist is coming, and whatever and ever, and. I think it's important for everybody to understand that, I mean, my goodness, every day is an end of one time and the beginning of another time. Mm-hmm. So, so, so what does end time, end times, what does that phrase elicit in you and what does it mean to you? Well, when I think of end times, I think of religious indoctrination, to be honest. So I don't really resonate with the data. So for me, um, we are, you're right, we're always going through a transitional cycle. It's kind of like the scarab that's being reborn from day to day. 
you know, the rebirth that happens as the sun rises. So to me, it seems like we're always going through a transformational process, and you could call that an end and a beginning at the same time simultaneously. But I do see, what I have observed is that, yeah, people are stuck in fear. And with fear comes this whole process of thinking that, you know, if they're reading the Bible, they're thinking this is the end and this is what's going to happen. And, of course, that's like a playbook. And what I also have noticed is that that playbook can be utilized by areas who want to use it as a control program for the masses. So they can literally take that data and make it happen through manifestation where it won't be a legitimate, you know, end time, but something is formulated. So that's another process that I look at. Well, I think even biblically speaking, when they call it end times, they're not talking of the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that in, in many, many people, many authors that I've had on the show um, have, have spoken of the different times, the different periods of time that we have gone through. And um, if, you, if you even look at the Bible, and if you take it literally, and, and first of all, I want, I'm not trashing religion. I, I think religion, for, for religion of any form is an important thing for people, and, and it's important they have a spiritual-slash-religious belief. Um, that doesn't mean it's a church. It just means it's a spiritual religious belief. And if you mm-hmm. look at the Bible, it, it says, you know, in the beginning, and then it goes on to talk about Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden, and then they got kicked out. And, and then, um, But the reality is that, that they weren't the first people on the planet. They were the first people in the garden. So that's referring to a concept as opposed to a physical reality so that you mm-hmm. know there so that, so that so that we if you begin to look at the bible as an allegory then even when it says end times it's the be- it's the end of one time and the beginning of another i mean if if we look at our lives um and i can only speak for me cuz i'm 78 so um in my in my youth the time were very different than they are today. So mm-hmm. in many ways, this is the end time of a generation, but other generations are in there after our, my generation, and these, it is not the ending of their time. It's, it's they're in the middle of their times or the beginning of their times. And, and so I, I, I look at, at all of this, this, you know, these are end times, the world's coming to an end. Um, the, the earth, depending on who you're talking to, is either 6,000 years old or millions of years old. So, you know, it's been around for a while, and it's seen the beginning and end of lots of times. So mm-hmm. so when people are getting upset at this time frame, because it is definitely triggering a change for all of us. So in that, in that aspect, it is an end time. So, so what do you do when you are present physically at a transfer or a, a, a turnover of, or a, an ascension into a new time? How do you handle that letting go of the old and, and being open for the new? How does one deal with, with the transformation that comes at the end of one time and the beginning of another? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I think we do that naturally through the process itself. I mean, some of us do. Or walking more of a spiritual path, but when it comes down to it, it's just, a, it's just once again, it's a transformational met- metamorphosis in a sense of just moving on to the next frequency band. And in my opinion, um, the less, the better. So 
the traveling light, uh, letting go of baggage, whether it's emotional, mental, physical. I know we've talked about that before, but anything that you have, you're hung up with, and especially right now where everything's polarized, whether it's political or religious, this, that, and the other, that all needs to be resolved immediately. You know, life is too short in the illusion of living to waste time with, with that kind of thing. So you've got to move it to a higher field. So I would say for anybody, um, how do you let go of it? It's just to, by will alone, you literally do the work and just say, I'm releasing all this by your own intent. And moving on to the next level, be prepared for a journey that you may not understand but will be more than likely productive by the time you get there. So that's just my own take on it. I'm ready to kind of navigate in very big, vast networks of consciousness. And, you know, I don't want any baggage. Well, yeah, that's 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 the important thing. I think with, with everything that has gone on, um, the world has it, – it's I've never um, – because of the communication we have, because of the, the, the fact that we are so interconnected because of the Internet and everything else, we're very aware of what's going on in, in all, all different parts of the world so that we have an awareness that, that the pandemic, especially, uh, was something the entire world experienced. So it, it, it is triggering a change in all of our lives, whether it's behavior, whether it's awareness, whether it's consciousness, whether it's all or none. But, but it, it was a time out. It was almost as though, okay, things are going to shift and change. You need to be ready for the changes. It's not that the world's going to blow up because I, I'm pretty sure the earth is going to, well, the earth will survive humanity. Um, mm-hmm. So, and, and actually, actually, to be honest with you, I, I read a, um, an article not not too far in the past that that said that they they had discovered when analyzing DNA that that at a certain point of time a number of years and I can't remember what it was but it was a lot um, the DNA does uh, the the human DNA does mutate and change and they they mm-hmm. followed it back to when the first DNA when, when it it was pure and it was original. And they found that human DNA is older than the planet, mm-hmm. which infers that humanity, Homo sapiens, humans, came from somewhere else onto this planet millions of years ago. Right. And in my opinion, once again, they're not human. But, but yeah, I mean, that's yeah. – uh, well, for beings like us, we know, well, we know that sa- language. We know that that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we call them Homo sapiens. But but yeah, that that our ancestors did not originate on this planet. Now that screams mm-hmm. change yeah. with with um, with the Bible. But but you know, it, it seems as though there is there is a juggling between science and between spiritual information. And at some point in time, they're going to come closer and closer and closer together. And when they do. When they do blend and agree with each other, then we then 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 we really are in a change time frame, which is going to be fabulous. But but we're not there yet. So so in these times of shift and change, um, it's you know when our focus is on living as as well as we can with what we have, um, it's it's important to really be focusing not only on the physicality because of course. We have to eat, sleep, and, and stay out of the weather. But um, there's there's also our approach to our life and how we how we treat each other and how we treat ourselves. And, and I think this time out was really important for us. 
we were given two years for sure to take a look at our lives and, and see if there were changes we needed or want needed is a better word because changes for some is is not very comfortable but but shifting and changing focus helps us to understand our purpose here on the planet you know we're we're here, uh, you know, uh, we're, it, we're spirits on a human journey so that there's a purpose to our humanity and there's a purpose to what we're going through. And it's important that we try to understand what we have asked for as far as lessons that, that, that we're going to, um, that, that we ask to have presented to us. Um, a, a great movie to look at is, um, oh gosh, it's, just, oh, it's about a guy, a man, a congressman that's asked to build an ark, um, something immortal or eternal. Um, anyhow, in it, one of the statements was people, people pray and ask for things, and they expect the thing to be dropped in their lap when in reality a situation is presented to them that they can achieve that, that wish that they've asked for. But they have to work for it. They have to recognize that there's, you have to earn these things. You, you're, you're not, nobody's going to lay it on your front door and say, you know, surprise, here's your relationship. Mm-hmm. Surprise, here's all the money you're looking for. But the opportunity to earn it, to grow it, to achieve it ourselves is given to us. So mm-hmm. it's something almighty. Evan Almighty, I, I, it was a great movie. It was very funny. Oh, Bruce it was wasn't also, Bruce Almighty. No, it it wasn't. Um, okay, I, I'll, I'll find out. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it it was Ethan Allen. I forget. Um, it's something Almighty. Now that's gonna. Okay, is it a new film? No, no, it's an old one. It's a really, really okay. old one. Okay, I'll try to find it. Something Almighty. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, you have to work for what you um, want. You have to manifest it. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you can wish out a star the rest of your life, but you have to set the energy in motion. And I totally agree with that. Although there are obstacles at some point, and I find that when you progress on a very high level, whether it's divinity or science, whatever it is that you're doing to make a breakthrough, sometimes there are adversaries that show up to sabotage. And I don't think that's by universal law or cosmic law. I think it's more just about, you know, greed and people in the illusion of this world trying to contain others from their evolutionary, you know, configuration. That's what I've noticed from my own projects, my own work, and my own, my own, you know, information, so uh-huh. it does happen. Yeah, it does. It. I think it started Steve Carell. It's something almighty. Well, I'll have to look oh. it up. I, but just on a side note, my sister saw the new Elvis film. She says it's fabulous. So if you're an Elvis Presley fan, I guess that movie is really, really good. And she said the actor oh, did yeah. a phenomenal job channeling his energy, I guess. So heads up. I'm not real big on yeah, all that, but I do like Elvis. I saw the um, an interview with the the guy that played Elvis, and um, it um, it was it was definitely um, it looked really good. Mhm. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. That was a hmm. side note. <laughs> That's a throw us yeah. off track. Yeah. But... I just it's it's really funny. Now this is this is something almighty. Evan I think it's Evan Almighty. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of that one. That's interesting. Yeah, it it was check it out. I think it's Evan. No watch. The only the only, the only whatever 
Um, you can always Google it. Yes, it's it's Evan Almighty. It came out in two, 20, uh, two, 2007. Um, oh, okay. Charming movie, absolutely hysterical, and the messages that that you get um, from it are are absolutely phenomenal and. Um, Basically, if you want change in your life, random acts of kindness are the best way to go. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it, it was you—you you would love this because it has animals all over the place. It's really hysterical. Anyhow, I want to get back to end times because so many people are are running around like chickens with their he- heads cut, cut off, and you know it's it's not it's not necessary. The the mm-hmm. we're not coming. We're coming to the end of a time, and I can certainly see it. I know when I was young, my sister and I in the summertime would go out on our bicycles, and my mother would say, come back when the streetlights go on. My grandchildren today, no way in heck. I mean, you know, they are totally mm-hmm. always supervised because of the dangers that are out there now. Um, right. I, I, don't, I don't recall riots of any sort um, when I was younger. Uh, the way that, mm-hmm. that there are riots today, uh, but communication is different too. When I was really young, this, this totally dates me. When I was really young, there was no television. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we have access to information with the internet and television that that other generations never had. But at the same time, it's not. It's not censored it's the lies are coming through sometimes louder than the truth so you have to mm-hmm. you have to learn discernment so that there is so that the times are demanding us to uh, to develop and achieve a greater sense of discernment about ourselves our lives our world and mm-hmm. I, I don't think people understand that because is it end no. times sure it is you know it's it's end times you know tomorrow will be a new time but but it's not the biblical end times. It's it's not, you know, Jesus is coming on a white horse from the sky times. It's I think the Bible itself is telling us a story of evolution and transformation and all sorts of things, but it's it's not it it has a message beneath a message beneath a message and in some place Jesus says for those with ears to hear and eyes to see or just ears to hear I think. But but it's sort of like it's not, you know, some people take the literal translation and they say this is exactly how it's going to happen. And then there are others that are looking mm-hmm. beneath the surface and saying, what does this mean? And I would like for people to try to get to that stage where where um, they understand that, that, that it's telling you that there's something coming, it's telling you a change is coming, but... In reality, um, that divine energy is in all of us, so maybe the um, second coming is the awakening of a spiritual energy within each individual. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, cosmic Christ, a, or cos- cosmic, yeah, Christ consciousness. I mean, it's the same thing with the inactivation yeah. and spirituality. Yeah, I mean, that sounds more like the formula. You, know, you look at, we've talked about this before, how the Bible has been censored. A lot of uh, edited censor to accommodate a particular group of people to control. So you have to look at those and factor uh-huh. that in to some degree. 
But I would say just follow your radar, follow your psychic radar and your gnosis. And, you know, you were talking about technologies today, and we've discussed that before, but sometimes there's an interference pattern associated with that. And the, the radar system, the internal mechanisms connected to our radar system gets sabotaged or gets off track, and then people get derailed into the drama bubbles and where there's nothing but disinformation campaigns running. So, yeah, it, become, it becomes kind of sketchy. And at that point, in my opinion, I think you, just, you should just hone in on the stars and the consciousness of what's really happening on a higher level. Maybe it's harder for some people, but I find that that's the envelope that we're all encompassing to some degree, even subconsciously. Yeah, I I, I read something of late, and, and I wish I could be more specific because, you know, when you're reading a book a week, they kind of all blend together eventually. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and what what um, the, the latest books that I've been reading have been talking about the fact that that the Bible itself was written for the Hebrews and the early Christians, mm-hmm. and it was it was it was from their perspective as to their reality at that time. Here we are, two thousand years later, and the times have changed. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, absolutely. The the purity that's in the teaching is priceless, but the story that they weave around the teachings only applies to the Hebrews. And, and you know, it, it's, it's really funny because um, you know how sometimes you think of something, you, you think about something and, and you realize that, you know, man alive, I was wrong. I mean, the Hebrews became the Jews and the Jews mm-hmm. became the religion. But there were Hebrews first, you know, and they weren't Jewish, mm-hmm. they were Hebrews. <laughs> so... So it took me a while to wrap my head around this was this was a culture that created a religion that became mm-hmm. the, one of the oldest but but it, it in an, but the, but they you know the, the two weren't the same they were you know the Hebrew was a um a group of people and then the Jews the Hebrews became the Jews with with Moses and all of those guys but but they they weren't Jews originally. They were Hebrews who worshipped all of the gods and goddesses of the countries that they were in when when they were you know bands of wandering whatevers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where in my head I got the fact that you know Adam and Eve were Jewish. Um, hmm. <laughs> but 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 you I know, was looking in at the Bible, a metaphor was, even. even Right, even the concept of them being biological people, beings, I've always looked at it on a, on a different, like a metaphor level, symbolism behind it all, what does it really represent? And I think that it's true, you know, there's, a, there's this, um, it doesn't fit in the puzzle of today. So there is an aspect that you're talking about pure energy and, and a pure way of looking at things through the, the doctrines, but when you come down to what's really happening here, it's, it's outdated, it's very outdated. And it's, it's just not a drivable vehicle right now when it comes down to that. But mystery school teachings, in my opinion, are. So I think that's where the, the sequencing comes in, where, where we navigate to higher realms. You know, we talk about the halls of Amente, and, and that's so beautiful, and, and the, um, the way we oh, move yeah. through consciousness through mystical teachings. And that, to me, is the biggest growth. I didn't start growing and evolving until I started diving into mystical alchemy and started doing the spiritual work, and then things changed. I mean, you can sit in, a, in any type of a, a church all the rest of your life, and you'll get the same old, you know, play of information. But when it comes down to your own process and spiritual growth, to me, I find that that's, that's where you really start to take off as an evolutionary being. So oh, I don't know if that really answers any yeah. questions, but 
But that's what I see here, and I yeah, think no. that's what's the, the, what is necessary. And we've lost that along the way in a sense of not we, but, but what's going on with the masses right now. I think they're kind of derailed. They're not interested in learning that. They're not interested in, in following higher consciousness. They're too busy on TikTok doing, you know, stupid little skits and this, that, and the other, where they could be doing something yeah. more productive. So, you know. Well, and, and in a way, technology is preventing people from becoming more spiritual, and yet it's also a great way to impact and to impart spiritual philosophies out there as well. So it's a double-edged sword, and you know mm-hmm. it depends on where you're going to look. Are you going to look for um, spiritual aspects and spiritual philosophies? Are you going to look for you know cute cats? You know, you know, attacking computers. I mean, frankly, I, I look at those videos on on occasion myself. So. But it, it, mm-hmm. it's a distraction, and it takes you away from the reality of the purpose of this lifetime. And this lifetime is to be experiential. And, and if you are not being experiential within your own life, uh, you'll just come back again. It's okay. You know, we have free will. Uh, but I'm not but, coming back here. We talked about that. But, but yeah, no, I get it. And, <laughs> but I do think that people should rely on an afterlife like that. Say, oh, I'll just pre- reincarnate, and I'll get it right the next time. I think that that's, that's very negligent. <laughs> I think they should do the best they can to make sure they get it all taken care of while they're here. Now, life is too short, and, and to say I'm going to delegate to my next life, you know, and the illusion of they may not get one here or anywhere for that just because of the attitude. So I would say point blank, try to get it as best you can, fine-tune your life as best you can, and appreciate it as best you can. But, you know, the science and technology fusion is a big deal insofar as fusion with spirituality. And I find that mysticism is like that naturally. We look at the ancient teachings, they really were connected to higher alchemy and also through the spirit and consciousness. So both of those mechanical driving forces, in my opinion, are are part of the cosmic design to some degree. And there is a fusion happening. It's just about gatekeepers and who's, who's, you know, delivering the information to the masses and how much are they going to get out of it? Because there's so much advanced technology that hasn't even been observed by this collective of people. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, because of the technology and, and everything that's out there, we have come away from, if you if you look at, um, if you go way, 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 way back, the, I think, is it the, the, um, the, the Milky Way used to be called the Pathway of Souls. And mm-hmm. that, the, that, the early peoples, their their philosophy was they didn't have a religion, but they had a spiritual way of living. And that was a richer type of culture than the kind of culture we have today. I, I think today many people, not all, but many people are very, um, you know, they're superficial. They aren't, they aren't mm-hmm. looking into the greater depths of things. They aren't recognizing the fact that that our actions our words our thoughts are the manner in which we approach our reality is is our is our religion and and we become the temple of the spirit we carry within and i you know i'm i'm well i think organized religion can do great things in many ways in many places um i haven't yet found a church that that answered that call for me so that so that you know i i practice my philosophy every day and and that's how i worship by you know uh 
how I address other people, the things I do within my life, the how, how I approach to understanding situations and things like that. That is my spiritual practice. And mm-hmm. it's not done just on Sunday. It's done every day. It's done with every breath. It's how can I better myself and help others at the same time. And and I think that's the right way to look at it, better myself and then and then in bettering myself, I automatically help the people around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the energy is a transfer, osmosis. Yeah, yeah, I, it does work. I think, I think, it it does. And you know, you don't have to. While while there are lots of practices around to to help you evolve and, and understand and grow, and certainly research, especially especially with the internet, um, is phenomenal. But at the same time. Having knowledge doesn't make it wisdom. It, it, it becomes wisdom when you start to practice the knowledge that you carry within. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you apply it. No doubt about that. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. It, it's a matter of, you know, take all the classes you want, get all the certificates you want, you know, do, do whatever it is that's important for you, but understand that unless you take that and put it into practice, it's worthless. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like anything else. You know, no doubt about it. Yeah, and and uh, I uh, I had a friend once who saw, you know, I gave a lot of stuff away. I you know, I did readings for free because it was fun, and and he said, you know, you you just give so much away, you know, you you aren't able to, you know, support yourself with it. And I said, no, I have a job for that, and I can give this away because it's fun for me, and and it does help other people, and. He saw me at, at one event that I went to. He found that <clears throat> people were giving me gifts. Um, at the end, it was a it was a week week long spiritual retreat type thing, and and he saw me getting all sorts of amazing gifts and things like that. And he said, "Why'd they give it to you?" And I said, "I I guess they appreciated you know the free reading they got or whatever, or the insight or or what and and." So he said, so you give without expectation and you get a ton of stuff. I said, yeah, but I don't give in anticipation of stuff. (laughs) I give because I enjoy the giving. And not Mm -hmm. too long afterwards, he was a photographer, and he gave a a photograph away. And it was framed. It was really very pretty. And three weeks later, he said, you know, your, your, your philosophy doesn't work. And I said, what do you mean? He said, I gave that that expensive photograph away, and I got nothing back in return. And and I said, Mm. but you expected something back in return. (laughs) And he said, yeah, well, it worked for you. I said, I didn't expect anything back. And and he he said, I have trouble with that. And I said, well, then don't go giving any more stuff away because you're not going to get anything back. Well, you know, sometimes when you're doing the spiritual work, too, people give you a trade and they'll give you, like, incense or gifts. I mean, that's almost like the protocol for spiritual teachers, if you have anybody, like, a whoever it is who's, who's doing a class or offering something for free. Usually um, the protocol 
even if you're not paying financially, would be a gift like anything um, from smudge sticks oh, to yeah. incense. And that's protocol for spirituality, in my opinion. So maybe the idea behind what he was doing is not—it's not spiritual practicing. In other words, it's just—it's just something material. Um, so there is a difference on that level. So maybe that's why that didn't work out the way he wanted it to. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've had that too in the past where you just do something for someone and they bring you something. If they can't afford anything or whatever, they bring gifts, um, spiritual gifts to the teachers. Well, yeah. Or facilitating. And, you know, yeah. I, I am always open to barter. And um, I can remember one time I bartered a Mandela and, um, you know, they, they gave me, um, oh, some huge crystals and, and some... I mean, it was just, it was amazing, and I looked at them, and I said, I just, I'm, this is not adequate, you know. I mean, um, you've given me much more than I've given you, and, and they said, well, we feel the same way. We feel you gave us much more than we gave you, and I said, well, then we're both winners. <laughs> we'll just walk away mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. But, but I think that it's important for people to understand that the greatest gift they can give is their time and their energy. It has nothing to do with a physical anything. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's, it's new times. And I, you know, I wish people could, could understand that, that if you have an end time, you have a beginning time, and that's very exciting. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, in anticipation of coming into the new age or the new time, you know, maybe a, a, a sitting back and saying, okay, what do I need to address? What do I need to do? I have stuff that, I mean, I have stuff, I have, last, last night I couldn't sleep, so I made a, a list of things that I want to write that I want to get done before the new time start. And it's almost mm-hmm. in my head and heart, I'm saying, okay, if I get these first five things done, then new times can start. Mm-hmm. So that Makes it, sense. So, and, and, ev- and everybody will move into their new times in, your, in their own time, in their own way, in their own manner. I mean, it, you, can't, you can't say, you know, well, Barbara made a list, so I'll make a list, and then I'll, I'll achieve the first five, six things and see if I'm in two, new times. It's, it, it has to be something that is unique unto yourself. A list may be appropriate, or... You know, just I, I'm going to work on something until it's no longer with me, and once I know it's no longer with me, then I can move on. Um, there's an Indian technique which um, is really kind of cool. It, it's and and uh, a friend of mine who happens to be of an Indian dot uh, Indian um, persuasion. She ties when she's angry with someone. And she just doesn't know what to do with that anger. She ties a a cotton red string around her wrist. And as long as that cotton red string is there, she's still holding on. But when that red string uh, wears away and falls off, her anger is gone. And so it's a signal for her that, okay, I have let go of that anger. And it works for her beautifully. And... Mm -hmm. um, you know, it it that that has to do with either with a situation or a person, but but you have to, I think you have to believe in the principle first, and then it works mm-hmm. for you. If you don't believe in the principle, then 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 you could have you know an armload of red strings and never go anywhere. But mm-hmm. um, right, yeah, it's really about the art of the manifestation to some degree. Yeah, you know, how you channel that point, frustration or whatever it is. Go ahead. At, at one point, she came up to me and she had this red string around her wrist, and she said. 
I don't think it's ever going away. And I looked, I said, it's silk. It probably won't. You should have used cotton. <laughs> so. But I'm also waiting on something like a Band-Aid, too. I mean, if she's a real, I don't know what she is. I, as a teacher, you move things quickly. Okay, if you're angry, you, you take responsibility for it. And you move the energy. You channel the energy, whether it's through working out, training, breath work, whatever it is. I mean, I get it, whatever works for you. But at the same time, be relying on that as some kind of a, you know, once again, like the Tulpa thing where you're creating a manifestation, you're creating some kind of a living design in connection to your, an extension of your anger. I, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. That's just me. I wouldn't do it. But if it works for them, fine. Well, that, but, you know, once again, they're waiting and well, waiting on for something to fall off. When, in fact, take responsibility for your mental body and your emotional body and move the energy yourself. Don't wait for a little string to oh, fall off your wrist. That's my point. Absolutely. You're, if you're in a time and place where you can work with energy, then that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. she, was not, she was not in that particular place within herself at that time. I would hope mm-hmm. that, that as time wore on, she, she understood the energetic of it and could move right. past it. But for, for that moment, it was really important for her, and it was a symbol that she's working on it. It's getting ragged and okay. I feel like I can let go now. And it was just it, it was her process. Um, didn't work mm-hmm. for everybody, didn't work on everybody. Uh, certainly if you're an energy worker, then, yeah, take care of it, let it go, and, and move on. But, yeah, don't uh, hold into people... things. I mean, hold on to stuff until it rots off your body. Forget it. <laughs> That's just me. You know, I work fast forward anyway. Well, I'm like, yeah. boom, let's I get mean, it done. You, Poof, it's done. <laughs> you, will, you will address it. You will move it out. And, yeah, but you can work with energy. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, learning how to work with energy is certainly a great idea because it does help to alleviate that kind of stuff. It does, you know, at, at some point you get, to, you get to a place where you can recognize a lesson that is evolving in front of your eyes and, you know, s- surrender into the energy that is going on so that you can move through it and move beyond it. And that is a far less painful way of dealing with anything because mm-hmm. then you're aware that you're letting go of something and you're feeling better and better and better and better, and it works. But, but again, mm-hmm. energy work is very different from, you know, this this was somebody who had never been into metaphysics or understood any of it, and certainly certainly right. I would have sent her for Reiki and things like that. But you know, it, her idea was the red string, and and it worked for her. It was something. Yeah, it's from whatever works for you, her grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But but it, it, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, move through it, work through it, get rid of it. And, well, at that uh, point, I would say she it, probably needs a teacher, too, you know. And, and also, when you're looking at energy work in general, it's really consciousness work. It's, it really is. Mm-hmm. So energy, it takes Absolutely. on the formula of higher consciousness, which, which really is the, the energetic descending out, down into the body, into the vortex of the crown and everything else that, that reconfigures your life through that field of energy. So I think it's really work in the field is what they, they – and, I mean, I look at energy work in the terminology, and I just think it's, it's changed quite a bit on that level. But it's, uh, that's what I see it as anyway. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you had talked to me about energy 40 years ago, I would have kind of given you a blank stare. And mm-hmm. now I'm right there with you. But, you know, it took it, it takes time. It takes learning. It takes growing. And, you know, for those who and are doing listening, it, yeah. for those who, 
who who aren't familiar with energy work and stuff like that, it's something to research. It's important to know. It's important to understand your own energetic fields and, and how you can work with them and help to speed them up and help to balance them. It's a, it, it's a very exciting process. Um, and, and because we are, I mean, I, I kind of look at, at, you know, the fact that I do believe we are in the beginning of new times. Are they going to mm-hmm. be better? You know, maybe in some ways yes, in some ways no. I mean, certainly our life situation always provides us with challenges, and that's why we're here. We're here to learn and to grow and to move. And but mm-hmm. but I think we're coming into a time where I fe- I feel more um, more today than ever before that that we are moving into new times, and it's a, it's time for um, new thoughts, philosophies, and understandings. Uh, I used to, I used to say every ten years, I find in the last forty years, maybe fifty, I have changed my life radically. And this time, I'm coming in a couple of years early, and it does feel as though, if you understand that that that, and and everybody probably has, you know, it's either you know, a seven-year shift or a 10-year shift or a 12-year shift. Everybody will have a different shift. But if you look at your life, you'll notice that there are times when you just radically changed everything and you moved into a new direction. And mm-hmm. the next two years for me are those tradition, are those transitional time frames. Um, I'm kind of looking at by the time I'm 80, I will have shifted tremendously, and I will. And, and when I'm 90, I'll do the same thing. And when I'm 100, I'll do the same thing. And when I'm 110, I'll do the same thing. And then 120, probably croak. But, but that mm-hmm. again is another transit, you know. But, but I'm giving myself the 120 years because, what the hell? That's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But um, have you noticed that that there is a a a rhythm that you have in your life on the planet where you, you change on a pretty regular basis, major change, not not cut your hair or dye your hair or stuff like that, but major change philosophical, philosophically. Well, for me, I would say that it's been a, a bit, very big progression and, and evolutionary experience. Um, ever since 2004, when I went through all the technology interface, it seems like uh, things were fast forward as far as just moving to a different configuration of life. And from that point on, I just, uh, it was more than, been driven to write and to start getting involved in doing just more decoding of information. So I think I've always been doing that, to be honest with you. But what I have noticed is that this past year, um, I'm just moving fast forward into a whole different configuration of consciousness. And, and I find that um, it really is about departing with the old, saying goodbye, farewell to the linear and everything that is presented to us, whether it's a lesson of experience or whatever, and recycling into the full light universe. And then really just being solid in consciousness and solid into a new configuration because we are moving into a different, uh, what I call more of a zero point. So all of the stuff that uh-huh. we are familiar with, even the technology of today, is going to be obsolete, in my opinion, in the next few years. And we're looking at a whole different oh, yeah. ballpark of data. If things go the way I think they're going to go, I think they're going to be exposing a lot of, of uh, beyond classified data and information to the masses, and even around um, down to extraterrestrial design. So we'll see where that goes. But I find that beings like us, we're very advanced, and without any arrogance, I say that. And, and it's like we're already home. You know, it, it, we're already ascended into this full light harmonic. It's just about stepping up even further into it. So I guess you, I mean, if, I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, things are changing to such a degree that I know I have to go here. I have to move. I, 
it, it's not even having to. It's just like, I'm ready to do this now. I'm ready to go do this, that, and the other. And I haven't had that for a long time. So those are the things that are coming into fruition for me right now. Yeah, I, I have had periods of time where, you know, people have said, you know, what are you doing? And, and I actually would say, I, I'm waiting. It's not the right time. I'm waiting for the call. I'm waiting. I, I, I call it waiting for the call. Um, mm-hmm. I have found in my life that if I, if I think I know where spirit wants me to go and, and, I, and the pathway isn't open, I used to try to, you know, get a machete out and clear my own pathway. And I have found that oftentimes my, my understanding that a new path was arriving was appropriate, but my, my purpose was to wait for the path to open instead of trying to hack it out myself because I really, you know, it, it's sort of like I, I love, I, love um, I have a friend who has a mother who has dementia. And um, dementia people every now and then give you such wonderful enlightenment in their fuzziness that it's unbelievable. At one point she said to her mother, where are you going? And her mother said, I don't know, but when I get there, I'll let you know. And wow, <laughs> that's nice. Isn't that cool? And, and, and yeah. I thought, yeah. but that's, that's, what the, that's what the spiritual pathway is. I don't know where mm-hmm. I'm going, but, but I'll, I'll know when the pathway opens. I'll know when I get that call that says do this or, you know. And, and so it's a matter of developing the patience to wait for the call and making sure it's not a wrong number. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's big. But I, I love that statement from her mother. It just was so precious. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what all of us, where, where all of us are. I don't know where I'm going, but when I get there, I'll let you know. Um, and sometimes they're not and, meant to know where they're going. I mean, it's sense that the other people who are asking or inquiring, you know, it's, it's almost like their own personal spiritual journey through the gateway where well, yeah. maybe the... The children aren't supposed to know, or the daughters of the sons, you know, that kind of thing. Well, and not only that, but if you knew where you were going, what would the purpose of the trip be? A vacation? (laughs) (laughs) No, I can't. But no, I get it. No, it's true. That's what people do. They know they're going to their destination here, and they go on vacation, right? But, yeah. Yeah. But but the reality here is if you know where you're going to go, I mean, there's no excitement. There's no challenge as to, you know, the, the hurdles, the barriers, the whatever that come up. You know, if, you, if you're presented with a, a situation or a difficulty and, and you don't know how to get through it, it's a wonderful challenge to your ingenuity, to your creativity, to, to everything. That, you know, and sometimes if you find yourself blocked, it may mean this isn't the direction you're supposed to go. You know, if you've you know, tried everything, you can figure. Mm-hmm. Right. So, it so could be it, either it, or. It, it could be that or it could be sabotage. It could be either or, in my opinion. Yeah. Sometimes people stop when they're very close to doing something phenomenal, because not because of the, they didn't want to do it, but because something got in their way. And you can say that was done by maybe divine intervention or something else, but I find that there are adversaries. And to me, I think that's something to look out at or watch out for, even though we have, you know, our own manufactured obstacles. But I, I do see that more and more as we progress as beings. That does happen. So 
That's just why she says well, you know that. And that old saying, you know, they're they're very fully capable of snatching failure out of the jaws of success. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes there's a fear of success. You know, this will change my life forever. Do I really want this? Maybe I should sabotage it and just stick with the old that I know. And the cool thing is the new is always so much more exciting and challenging. Agreed. And, yeah. yes, and sometimes scary, but, 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 you know, the door wouldn't be opening if you weren't meant to go through it. I like um, flying without a net personally. So I think that that's really what it boils (laughs) down to is you can call it a leap of faith or a lot of other things, you know, it's true when the door opens for you and you sit there and him and haw and you're like, Oh, I don't know. One foot in, one foot out. Just jump. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's me. That's my design. No, but it works. Um, I, I, (laughs) I remember I used to, I used to do lead meditations. I, I did them for decades. And when I started out doing them, I would channel it, I'd write it out, and then I would take it to the meditation and read it. And, and often I would, you know, veer off, off the script and stuff like that. But, um, and I can remember after, after doing it for maybe a year or so and being very successful with it, um, I, I got to where I was going to do the meditation, and um, I opened the notebook, and the pages were all blank. And they hadn't been when I put it in there because I read through it and I put it in. And and when I got inside, I realized there's no way I can go home and print this out again. I'm going to have to cancel the meditation. And, and somebody, you know, there were like 70 people there. And um, a friend of mine said, you know, why, why are you sweating? And I said, well, <laughs> here's the meditation and there were the blank pages and she said where did it go and I said I don't know <laughs> and uh, I said I guarantee you the printer had ink in it because I read it in the notebook and she said well mm-hmm. you channeled it right and I said well yeah and she said so channel it again and from that moment mm-hmm. on I never wrote another meditation down I just yeah. trusted no, the words would be there and they, and the, and they were always there I opened my mouth and something beautiful came out. It was just amazing. And, you know, it was kind of like it's time, you know, we've taken your safety net away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, you can always yeah. make it a quickie. But but it was, it was, I didn't trust myself to be able to do it. I had to have that, that safety net. But after a year's time, um, I didn't need the net there anymore. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, it, it was sort of like I, and, and from that moment on, I, I truly found that, that if I was in a, a situation where I was going to have to speak spiritually, um, I absolutely have no script. You know, what, mm-hmm. what is meant to happen happens. Um, I, I just trust that, that I will say the, the, the most appropriate thing for the moment. And mm-hmm. if that, that ever fails sense. me, then I know it's time to stop. It's time to go in another direction. I don't direction. think it ever will. <laughs> I call it cosmically organic. I like that. So, you know, yeah. you don't have to script everything. I understand scripts as a guide. You know, we all used to do those. I mean, it's been ritual and this, that, and the other. But it is nice to just kind of wing it in a sense of just streaming consciousness and allowing the energy to come through. That's how we write books. So it's the same thing. You know, oh, yeah. just get out there and put the energy out there and it shows up. It's, it is what it is. Okay, you've written a ton of books. 
Well, not well, a ton, but you've, I'm you've working on it. <laughs> four or five. Um, um, so when you sit I down, I don't to, know. I still have track. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So when you sit down to write one, do you know what you're going to write, or do you just trust it's going to flow? Well, I would say that some of them, I know the topic, I know what I want to talk about, so what I'll do is I'll create um, chapters of topics and subjects I'm interested in, and then I just stream the data. For the other books, for the ones on our uh, covert technology, I actually had the information, I mean, the sense of how to interpret it. So, yeah, it's just a matter of just having the gnosis and then just writing it down. So there's not any any real prep work on that level. So I guess it, it's organically cosmic. I guess you can call it that, the way it comes out. Yeah. It's beyond no, channeling, I, 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 in a sense. But. I mean, well... Well, yeah, because uh, I've read all your books, I'm pretty sure. Um, mm-hmm. I have a few coming you know, out, and I've, if I can get them published. <laughs> really? Now, yeah. now, do you, do you, self, you know do you self-publish, or, or, or are they I published do. by I have an publisher? editor. No, I, I actually self-publish. I have Night, um, Night Vision. It's actually mine, Night Vision Press, but I publish myself. I do have an editor that helps uh-huh. me out. And then, you know, I'm almost done with the one on the time traveling, which is the one I'm working on, which is just about wrapped up. So that will be available soon. I'll let you know when that comes out, though. Well, you're, you know, I I, I blatantly steal one of your books, the transformational one. You're the only one who has permission to do that. <laughs> NASA just stole my title. Um, I was working on the Orion Gateway Project, and they just, just now are talking about a project called Orion and then Gateway, which is connected to the moon. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So, you know, it wasn't an, an accident, okay? I've been talking about this for years now. Oh, yeah. And I just noticed that. I mean, I understand they have Orion as in a um, time capsule, want to be space, whatever you want to call it, space capsule. But now they're putting the gateway connected. And I actually, the, the Orion Gateway Project I've been talking about for years. And I've been actually talking about it through some of the presentations I've done. So I thought it was interesting. Well, you know, it's it's, it's nice. really fascinating because um, – that's the way that's the way I go and, and just lately I've got I've got myself five titles all down. I know what I wanna do and it's a matter of saying, Okay, then I'm gonna do this. This is you know and my my goal is to get all five of them done within the next two years. Oh, you can do that. Easy. Oh yeah. Get cracking there. And, and, and <laughs> but you will. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I have whispers of spiritual wisdom that's out there, but it's got to be republished because the patination is inappropriate. It, it got screwed up, and I don't know how to fix it. So I'll just probably create another publishing company and go that way. Um, but but I feel I feel especially with your books um, because there's such a flow to them that is unmistakable. And what I love is you haven't created 700-page books. You know, they're they're a good reasonable length, and, and you get the information out there. And um, I think it's profound. I mean, I, I have loved every book that you've written, especially the children's book. That was beautiful. Um, oh, thank you. That, that, I mean, that, aside from the books that I steal, um, the children's <laughs> book is, is really my favorite <laughs> I love that one too. No, I've done. I still want it in I animation. Done, I thought it'd be so cute in animation, you know. It'd oh, be it'd be cute. darling. The mm-hmm. the illustrations in it are beautiful. The whoever did those illustrations was a master. Yeah, she did a great job. That was Author House, Author House Books. That was the first publishing company oh. I actually worked with. They're self publishing too. So yeah, it was a long time ago. I think it's Susan Schwartz. I have to double check. <laughs> 
But I, I think I, I really the message I want to get out there tonight is 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 understand that yes, these are end times, but that's a good thing because there are new times coming, and and right. it it people think it's the end of the world and it's not. No, it's the end of and, a cycle, and, basically. Oh, definitely, definitely. If um, if you pay attention to Philip Lindsay, who's an astrologer, he's written an amazing book, um, and it, it, it's a big, thick book, and it's a, it's not cheap, but it goes to the different ages of evolution, and it, it you know golden age, silver, tin, and then Aryan, and how we have cycled through those four um, for millions of years. And at the end of every Aryan race, there's usually, and, and it, that that's not the Aryan race of Hitler. It's just it's that the the very basic, lowest level of of um, spiritual evolution and highest level of materialistic evolution. And as we cross from that into another golden age, there's usually a catastrophic. Um, Something catastrophic happens to the earth and, and, you know, the population is is lowered dramatically. And then humanity goes back to, um, you know, kind of the basics. And then at some point, uh, wise wise elders from another dimension come in and give us the tools to start to become great again. And we do become great and then we devolve into the Aryan race yet again. But we're always spiraling through history that way. So... um, you know, we are in, I think we've got 17,000 years before we're really out of this Aryan um, level that we're on right now. But, but we are in a transition cha- change stage where, where some of the, the next golden ages is, is seeping through so that there is uh, the, last, the last little bit of, of each age filters into the next age. So there's a, 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 an amazing overlap of the philosophies and, and things like that. And, and, and we're seeing that today. We're seeing a lot of the, the heavy-duty spiritual stuff being present here, yet not always touched into, utilized, or enacted upon. And, mm-hmm. and as we you know, move forward again, I mean, if anybody wants a great book to read, it's Philip's, Philip Lindsay's big book. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it's... it's heavy-duty book with lots and lots of illustrations, lots and lots of um, explanations as to the levels of awareness and, and stuff like that that go on and how, you know, we're sent back to square one, and yet every time we're sent back to square one, it's a higher square one than the previous level so that we are constantly growing, which is which is a good thing to know. Mm-hmm. But... but um, but I, I can feel that. I can see it. I can, I, can, I can almost taste it, that there are moments when there's such a richness in the, um, in the air um, energetically that, that you, know, you kind of want to just grab onto it and, and ride it till it, it, it stops to rest. And, and mm-hmm. sometimes you can do that. Oh, but yeah. But when you look yeah, at the absolutely. work, find... you know. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I didn't want to cut you off. I was... No, that's all right. Big deal. I forget where I was but, going. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> Go let me know when you get there. Um, yeah. It, it it just it's 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 fascinating, and and I think energetically, people, you know, I kind of would love them to become more sensitive to what's going on around them, energetically. I, I mean, if if you if you just stand still and sort of 
um, feel the energy that's going on around you and tapping into it and blending with it, you, you, you get such a richness of understanding the environment you're in and the place you're in. And um, being here in Nashville, um, I'm right outside of Nashville. I'm not in the center of Nashville, thank God. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in the country. And, you know, if I go out into the fields and I stand still, I feel, I feel wonderful energy. Um, if you go into the center of Nashville, it's very reminiscent of what uh, Las Vegas is like. You know, on the weekends, wow. they close the main street. People are walking in the streets with their drinks, and they're going bar to bar to bar to bar. And it's a whole other kind of energy, but, but it grates on you. It just, it's the most amazing thing I have ever seen. And everybody's happy and celebrating, and, you know, there are tour buses going through, and then the there's there's one that I think is fascinating. It's a tractor that's pulling a hot tub, and the people are in the hot tub drinking and singing and, you know, the whole thing. Um, so it's it's really a crazy time, and it, it kind of reminds you of Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, at least um, they're partying in a good way. Not, not oh, just having partying. fights and this, that, and the other. So that's always good. No, no. No, no. It's all parties. And and mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I just, when, when uh, my sister was here to visit, my son drove us down into Nashville, and it was like, oh, my goodness, this, this energy is just, um, it's not my kind of energy. I'm not saying it was bad energy. It just wasn't my kind of energy. And uh, mm-hmm. when I got back home, it was like, oh, my gosh, this feels so good. I mean, there are deer in the field. There, I have a resident now groundhog that, that comes in taps on my window and says, I'm out of water, please give me more. Um, literally, it knocks on the window. And and it's it's like a 40-pound groundhog. It's just huge. Oh, horrible. That's too cute. We've called him, we call him Harry. We have a skunk, obviously stinky. and and But, oh. but deer, deer wander around here on a pretty regular basis. And... and I'm seeing more wildlife here than I saw when I was in the woods in Connecticut, which is really phenomenal. So, mm-hmm. but it's you know to to taste the energy, to feel the energy, to become one with the energy, and and you know, you can do it by playing with your hands and feeling the energy, you know, between your hands and creating balls of energy. You can, I mean, there's so many things you can do. There, the energy is real and it's palpable, and you can utilize it if you just train yourself a little bit with it and. As you said, you know, a, a teacher, uh, an energy teacher is a good idea, and Reiki energy is a good place to start if you have never done energy work. Um, mm-hmm. Tai Chi, Chi Kong, well, even all tai of chi those or are... Qigong, I like those. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. No, they're they're great. Um, I have vertigo, so I fall over easily. So, um, you know, I, I got... Um, I had a friend who had a class, and I got kicked out of the class because I kept falling over and taking people down with me. So it oh, no. just destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would get to one place, and I would just clonk over. Uh, some of the some of the uh, positions were difficult for me, but mm-hmm. but and, and Tai Chi. Absolutely, if you have a good teacher, the very first time you do it, you will feel the energy running. And sure. once you felt, once you have felt energy running in your body, you know what it is, and you know what you're going for, and you can you can recreate it. You can you can 
you know, once you once you felt it, you'll never forget it, and then you'll know where you can click in and mm-hmm. use that energy. It's just it's amazing. Um, it is. And and yeah, you know, doctors are quite to, a bit. Oh yeah. And the cool thing is that that you, you know you can use it to diffuse. Uh, you, to diffuse energy, you can use it to smooth out energy. You can use it to uh, increase energy. You can use it to, you know, moderate energy. I mean, there's so many things you can do with it once you have a handle on how to utilize your own personal energy. Um, it's really quite amazing. So mm-hmm. definitely a good way to go, a good direction to go in these times of change because the energy, you know, it. it it flows through your body. We are electromagnetic beings, and the more you can intensify it, the more you can tap into spiritual energy. Um, you know, it, it, it then transforms into consciousness and understanding and philosophical stuff, which is so exciting. And mm-hmm. um, it, it changes your life. There's no doubt about it. And, and the term I use often with it is, and, and it's the best description I've heard, well, that I've created anyhow, is that it takes life from black and white to technicolor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, very true. You know, so that so that it's See, a that matter of okay. Site. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Then you get into the different dimensions, and then life shifts dramatically. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but let's keep let's keep them on Earth for a while here, and and because it's important. These are, I mean, absolutely these are end times, but every day is end time. So, so it's, a, it's a time of change and transition. It's not a time of ending. And I think that's what people have to understand. Because you've got, you know, you've got that poor man in Times Square that the end is near. I mean, he's had that placard on him for at least the last 50 years, if not longer. Makes you wonder if they Coming just don't want things. it for their own demise, you know. Like they're willing it almost because they want to leave this world. So then that's their way of getting out. Yeah. That's my observation. I mean, I have seen, I, I have seen that, I have seen a man with that sign on him for, for as long as I can remember. The end is near. And that's true. Mm-hmm. Every time the sun goes down, it's an ending. And every time the sun comes up, it's a beginning. And that happens on a pretty regular basis. Um, mm-hmm. It's not... It's not the end for for us personally. However, our perception of our reality should be changing, should be evolving, should be growing and expanding. And and if you're holding on to the past, you don't have room for the future. Yep. Very so true. I mean, and I'm and I'm not saying let go of everything. I'm saying you know take stock. What is it? Can can you declutter? When I moved, I decluttered. I left a lot of my baggage back in Connecticut because I don't need it. Um, do I still have baggage? Yeah, I'm down to an overnight bag, but I still have baggage. Um, and and I guess that's really I good. Guess, oh, oh, I I left truckloads of stuff there, and and I have to honestly say I have not missed not one sim- single thing that I left mm-hmm. behind. Yeah, I believe it. And, and you know, I, and, and the thing is, if you can do that with your, and, and I would suggest to people who are new to this, that you start with decluttering your life 
and what you've got around you. And once you've gotten rid of the the stuff that you don't need anymore, I mean, there are there are food banks that could use the the food that you you know that is close to expiration that you're not going to eat. There are there's Goodwill, there's the Wounded Veterans, there's tons. I mean, there are plenty of places that really could take stuff that you that that are weighting you down, and they can benefit people. And and mm-hmm. once you have decluttered physically your life. Then you take a look at yourself emotionally. You know what things am I carrying that 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 no longer uh, um, that no longer um, have reference to my life. When when my mother passed away, my sister, who was a shaman, um, uh, a Peruvian shaman, anyhow, um, she brought her mesa and she put her mesa out on the bed. And this was not the day after. This was many months after. She said. You and I haven't been really close friends or anything. And she said, I want to do a ceremony with you that's letting go of things from the past that have been bothering us that we've been carrying. And and we're going to pass this stone back and forth, forgiving and letting go until we're all done. And And I said, okay, that sounds like a good plan. I will commit to this totally. And... And when I said it, I half meant it. But when I, when I was done, I totally meant it. And the very first thing she forgave me for was cutting her pigtail off when she was three years old. Wow. And, you know, she said, <laughs> I said, you've been carrying that this long? <laughs> she said, don't make jokes. And I said, okay, let it go. And it got to the point where I finally, she handed me the stone and I said, I forgive you for making this a longer process than it needed to be made. And she said, "We're done." Mm. <laughs> but 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 it was it was a wonderful ceremony. It was a wonderful practice. And and if you enter into it, you know, sincerely forgiving, um it lightens your load tremendously. And mm-hmm. are we yeah. best friends? No, but we talk every day just about so That's so there good. is a connection there from the time my mother died. So, um, you know, you, you work on the emotionalities in any way that is appropriate for you. You make your own ceremony or or you just make a list of the things that you want to resolve and, and work on letting go on them, whether you're meditating on them, whether you're writing them on paper and burning the paper, whether you're saging them, what, whatever floats your boat. Do it and start mm-hmm. letting go of the things that 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 you've been carrying, and and quite often, you know, you're carrying stuff that that has to do with someone who has passed over, and there's no way that you can, you know, resolve that with that person. But you can try, depending on how sensitive you are. But but you know, work on letting it go. Work on understanding what it taught you. And let go of whatever pain it caused you, because you have a valuable lesson that you've learned. So, mm-hmm. that, so that this is a good time. I mean, these these next two years for sure of decluttering and letting go, and 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 allowing yourself to stretch into a greater sense of understanding of the spiritual reality that you carry within, because that's where the gold is. That's where the 
the good stuff is. That's where the richness is. That's where the joy is. And that's where the laughter is. And I think so many people who are intent on being spiritually evolved have, many have have forgotten the fact that laughter is part of this process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. For healing. Oh, my that's goodness, yes. Here and there. And, and, um, Very helpful. Well, when you you consider that that you know, sometimes, you know, we put ourselves through situations that are just so laughable it's unbelievable, and you can't believe you've done it to yourself. But there we are, and mm-hmm. and it's it's like you know, okay, I got the message. Um, and, right. and get in touch with that spirit within. Get in touch with that aspect of yourself that is eternal and immortal. And and you know you can even get into a dialogue with them if you want to, um, mm-hmm. and just don't delude yourself and don't let your ego become that. Um, quite often we have tools that we use that become crutches, which are not a good thing. Mm-hmm. I um, had a client once who had a pendulum. She called him. Penji, and he slept under her, he, he was always under her pillow, and she checked mm. everything out with the pendulum before she did it. She, she, I saw wow. her one day and at the Hallmark store um, swinging the pendulum over cards. Is this a good card for so-and-so? Is this a good card for so-and-so? And it was like... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said, I think yeah, you're heavily That's here. Nice. Yeah. No, I agree with you. You're the power. You're the gnosis. You're the divining rod. But I get it. I, I know a lot of people who like to use their little toys and props. But part of being the um, the master of that is is to be able to to do that without all the all the extras. I mean, I mean and sometimes you know, no, that's okay. And sometimes the extras are fun. I mean, mm-hmm, yeah. There's, you know, well, I'm I a mean, sucker for you, nice pendulums. Let me tell you, if they're pretty and they oh, have yeah. pretty little crystals on the end. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, they're pretty. But right, that's and, it. And, and they and they do communicate with you, but but you know only to a degree. Um, mm-hmm. And and then there's the three penny way of asking a yes and no question that, that's really kind of fun too. Are you familiar with that? Is that where you flip a penny? How no, do you, you do take it? three I pennies. Have, no, I've not heard of that. Okay, you take three pennies, and and you put them in your hand, and you ask your question while you're shaking them around in your hand, and you let them go. And faces up are yes, and tails up are a no. Oh, how cool! I've never used that before. That sounds like fun. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cheap, and you don't have to buy a pendulum. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, yeah, the three penny toss is, has has been a favorite of mine for for a long time. It's sort of like you know you, you kind of want to check with yourself. To see if if your ego is driving you in one direction or if it's your spirit, and sometimes it's hard to tell. And mm-hmm. you know those, and then 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 of course Benjamin Franklin's words of wisdom: "When in doubt, don't come in hand here." And and you know it's, if if there's a doubt, mm-hmm. if there's a question, sit sit back and wait. But um, the three penny tosses has been a favorite of mine for a while. It just kind of is okay. There's an answer. I like it. Go with it. I also it reminds me of the pennies in the fountain too. For some reason, I don't know if people still do that. I used to love the, throwing pennies in the fountain. With wishes. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was kind of fun. I don't see any films anymore to do that. You know, I I don't even know if that even happens anymore. I think that it's the Trevi Fountain in in Italy that was famous for that. I think if you Mm -hmm. threw a a coin over your shoulder and it landed in the fountain, you would return someday, and and they expanded it to, to be all sorts of other things as well. I think mm-hmm. having having uh, you know putting your wishes out there is a good idea. Um, you know sometimes they're they're good and sometimes they're not so good. But you always you know if you put your wishes out there, you always get an answer. And uh, quite often it's it's not what you expect or want. But it, it, it and and if it's not what you expect or want, it probably has greater wisdom in it than um, mm-hmm. you know a yes or no. Um, and, and I have found that, that um, situations often are, are there to teach you something about yourself. And mm-hmm. um, so often people, especially in relationships, will think, well, this is their message. It's not mine. But the reality is it always is yours. And, 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 and mm-hmm. yeah, the other person may have a lesson they're learning too, but I don't think we're ever put through any kind of a situation or a challenge or a lesson that that there isn't absolute um, you know, meaning for us in our lives and and how we can apply ourselves to our lives, and always, 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 always for me, it has always been a positive message. It's never been a mm-hmm. negative message, you know, and and you can't you can't get off with oh the message is never to do this or trust somebody like that again. That's not that's not the message. The message is was I discerning. Did I pay attention? To, you know, did I pay attention to the synchronicities that the universe was sending me? And here's where I get to journaling with people. It's sort of like if you journal down your synchronicities, your coincidences, they tell you something. The, there, there's a message there for you if you pay attention and you, and you work with it. And the cool thing is that we're always constantly getting messages in life. And and it's sort of like we don't always pay attention to them. We don't always understand that 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 you know this synchronicity had a lesson in it that was important for us to learn. And and I think that's you know it, it's it's too bad that we aren't that um, discerning that we don't pay mm-hmm. attention to those things. You know, I, I quite often will say, well, that was a coincidence, and then we'll move on. But the reality is, mm-hmm. what did that coincidence mean, and and what did that bring me in this life, and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, I had um, James Tabor on the show, and the first two times, I, I've had him on the show a number of times, but the first two attempts that we've made to get his show on the air failed, both times, both last mm-hmm. times, and you know, on the third try, we actually had the show. And his hmm. material is wonderful, and it's it's great material, and he's an amazing, amazing author. And um, I mean, the second time um, we had the the you know two two misses, and then we got the show going. It was like okay, so why the first time it happened, uh, the first uh, accident we had, or whatever, enabled me to read his his Ph.D. Um, dissertation, so that by the time mm-hmm. we actually did the show, I had much more background information on him. 
um, so that so that always it allowed me to be more fully prepared. And so mm-hmm. now we kind of figure, you know, if I was going to have him on again, I'd, I'd book him for three different nights, <laughs> knowing <laughs> oh, that the first funny. two were probably going to screw up. <laughs> funny. But you were more prepared for it, so there you go. Need the extra time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it's always, there's always a positive, always a positive. Right, I agree. It felt like, oh, it's not meant to be. I hate that whole thing when people say that, oh, if it didn't work out, that it's not meant to be. I don't believe that at all. You know, I think things happen, well, but, um, yeah. I think sometimes the time isn't right yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's not meant to be. And and, and there, have, there, have been, uh, there have been a couple times where um, something got in the way of the show happening and, I was prepared, but I didn't really like the material I had read, and I didn't really want to do it. So, mm-hmm. you, um, put a, you put your own you know, block in there. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, those things do happen. But, but mm-hmm. you know, when, when, it comes, when it comes to... Absolutely. Um, when it comes to the, the thought, I want to go back to end times, because, you know, people are... are, are people are talking end times and and in their end times they're inferring you know the earth's going to blow up and we're going to go on to the next whatever and and i don't believe that's what end times means i don't believe that that um you know there's going to be a nuclear holocaust um i do however believe that there are major changes coming globally for us and some Mm -hmm. of them have to do with with natural um, with natural events, um, I've sworn for years that the, the new Madrid fault line is going to erupt. So I moved right next door to it. So when mm-hmm. it happens, I'll notice. You're stabilizing it. Uh, <laughs> we know you're stabilizing. <laughs> well, I, 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 you know, either that or I'll have waterfront property. I'm not sure which. But um, win-win both ways, right? I do. I do. My property value goes up. Um, there's a culvert right behind my condo, and every time it really pours rain, um, I have waterfront property. Um, it only mm. lasts for about a day, though. <laughs> the water goes down. Um, but, but you know, it's it's sort of like um, I when when you look to the future. Um, see, I I see major confrontations happening. I see states changing their um, boundary lines, some blending together, some splitting apart. I see the country shifting and changing as far as borders go. Borders are going to kind of change, I think, in the next two years for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I do see these natural events happening, and, 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 and I feel major earthquakes more than volcanic eruptions, but mm-hmm. um, but but it does feel as though the next two years are going to and also um, greater increase in in hurricanes and and typhoons and stuff like that. Half of mm-hmm. which I feel are going to be due to um, our intervention with HARP. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's, it's all going to be natural, but I do feel that there are going to be some some pretty heavy duty um, hurricane, tornado, whatevers um, 
over mm-hmm. the next two years. I mean, I stopped writing my predictions for the future because they they seemed to be full of dire stuff, and it was like, no, I'm not putting that out there. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about right. it. Yeah. I'll talk about it, but I I'm not going to write it down. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I I I am foreseeing that 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 most probably we're going to also see. Um, more riots this summer than than were expected. I'm not a sh- I'm mm-hmm. not sure over what, to be honest with you, but I do see. Well, it doesn't matter upheaval. what it is now because it looks. Yeah, they're definitely finding reasons to riot. Let's put it that way. So. <laughs> There's all kinds well, they of things are. On, but yeah, I, I agree on that. Go ahead. But it, it's just you know I think that people have to understand that that if you even look at these groups of people that are quote unquote rioting, that I mean, in the forefront, I saw it the other night, and I, I don't know if it was in Washington or New York, but in the very forefront were the black umbrellas with the people all dressed in black, and, and that's 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 not that that's paid rioters. That's not rioters that are really just rioting because they're frustrated and angry and stuff like that. And and it it, it felt like it didn't erupt like they wanted it to, so you know they you know failed. Thank gosh, mm-hmm. but I I do think as we get into the, the the deeper part of the summer that there are are going to be um, riots, and I don't know if it's because of food shortage. I don't know the cause of them. I just know I see mm-hmm. some some cities, some towns in flames, not totally destroyed, mm-hmm. but certainly what one could call rioting, like like we had I don't know in. 2020 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whenever right. the well, whenever they, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. And, I think people's energetics and, are volatile. Once again, it also syn- synchronizes with the fact that they're not um, they're not doing any spiritual work. They're not grounded. They're not spiritually awake into a level of balance, body, mind, and spirit, which which enables them to become more volatile, more violent, more hostile. They're entity driven versus spiritually driven. So there is a conflict there. It's an enemy within you, oh, know, God, kind of activating, yeah. in my opinion. So that's what I'm looking at too. If they be uh, more more balanced in spirit, I don't think they'd be out there causing all the problems they're causing. So once again, but it's volatile. It's like anything will piss them off. But you know, you talked about the um, the harp thing, and I think harp is kind of outdated in the sense that we have a, a weaponized biodome to some degree with with aerial warfare that goes on above our heads. So yeah, I think that everything is primed for that kind of volatile energetic, whether it's through brainwave manipulation or even some of the things that are happening with um, weather patterns and how they're becoming weaponized to point where some people are having more drought-related issues versus, you know, productivity. The winds are crazy. I don't know about you, but we've had some strange winds. And they're oh, yeah. abnormal. They're not spirits being pissed off. It's not a, you know, spiritual wind. It's, it's something way different. And I've noticed that quite a bit. So all of that stuff is factored in. And I don't know if you've, you've probably looked at Yellowstone, and I thought that was interesting how they had the big flood versus something where it would have been, you know, something other than that, like you know, volcanic activity. So that was kind of interesting too. Well, it's 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 a it's a giant volcano. It's a not giant. What do they call it? It's a caldera. It's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. And, the caldera. And, well, yeah. Go ahead. But with, with the flooding, you know, my fear, my my fear when you see the flooding in Yellowstone. Uh, that water has to go someplace, and it's going to go underground, and it's going to hit the magma. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. So, and we found that uh, a number of years ago, the Mississippi was draining into a fault line of some sort, and I thought for sure that was going to, you know, trigger um, 
uh, an earthquake, but it didn't. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that 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 nature is 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 getting to a point, and we have we have what we have seasons of horrific weather patterns and changes and things like that. And I think we're coming into one where we're going to see a lot of that. Um, I know we've already had a couple of tornado warnings here, and um, I actually am more prepared for a tornado warning than ever before. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when, when we get them, they actually do touch down. <laughs> never mm-hmm. never got them in in. In, on the East Coast when I was there, but here in, in Tennessee, they do touch down and they, they do mm-hmm. carve amazing pathways. So, But I look at the trees around me and they, they're all a couple hundred years old, which would say that I'm not exactly in a pathway of one so that while they may touch mm-hmm. down within a mile of my place, I don't think they're going to touch down here. I feel very safe and mm-hmm. protected. Yeah, I think you but, are, um, Absolutely. But, but you know, it's 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 another case of, um, you know, the, we're in the middle of a, of a drought, and mm-hmm. we haven't had any rain for almost a month, and wow. it doesn't. I I look. I well, you can bring and, that over there. Come on, I know you can bring some yeah. in. <laughs> crank in some water. Yeah, no, it's, the temperatures yeah. have been over a hundred. You know, 105, oh 110. Wow. Ugh. Um, Ugh. Do you like yeah, that? No, I, I don't it, do good in weather like that. No, I don't either. I, I yeah. This is a, an allergy-rich area, and I have horrible allergies. So I'm inside, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I have a nice large condo, and all of my work and connections and everything have to do, you know, with inside work. So I'm just mm-hmm. fine. Um, That's good. But but there are lots of people that aren't, and you know we have, um, and it's it's interesting. When I was in California, I remember driving around with my son, and the people were on, you know, li- living in tents, and they were on the street corners, and they were, you know, at, at major intersections. You know, I'll work for food, or, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. they they just it was it's awful, and we have them here too, so that right. so that if, you know, I. How do you say no to somebody who's a veteran and disabled? And you know, I mean, it's it's just it's it's awful. Um, it is. We have it's it also. It's not it's not isolated to one state. Unfortunately, we have a lot of homelessness in tent cities right now. And it's Terrible. frightening. I mean, but yeah, you know, good. I they had it in New York. I mean, I'd never seen that the tent cities mm-hmm. like that and mm-hmm. the tent cities in California and San, Fr- San Francisco and LA. I mean, but New York city is gone as far as I'm concerned. I, I see pic- pictures mm-hmm. of it and it, there's, there's no longer the dynamic in New York city that once there was. So, mm-hmm. that, so that, you know, everything yeah. is changing. Everything is changing. Mm-hmm. Everything is shifting. And, and it's not the end. It's the change. And I, I think that they should, um, change the title or something. It's a transition time. Call it transition time right. because we're going from old to new. But but um, don't call it end because that's going to scare people and they're going to, you know, flip out and and. Uh, well, that's the whole idea, though. I mean, the, the religious indoctrination programming is about oh, it's the end times. You must repent and you know that get good <laughs> with God and you know what I mean. No offense, to anybody. Yeah. But that's what it's about. Putting the fear in them uh, through end times. It's, it's like you know, finite. Everything's done. That kind of thing. 
That's where I see it anyway. It's, I'm, but I'm finding, you know, it's really interesting. There's a, an app that, that is, I think, in every town, city, whatever. It's called Nextdoor. Are you familiar with it? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I know it. Mm-hmm. And, I and think I, on it, you know, I, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I watch it, and every now and then um, there was there was one lady that, that wrote in um, a while back, and she said, I'm a single parent with three children in school. I have no food. I have no food for mm-hmm. my children. I need help. And um, the response she got was, I mean, I sent a huge basket of food over. I was not the only one people put her in touch with churches that have, you know, food for people who are, I mean, you know, she, the minute she put that up there, people rushed to help. And that's nice. I, th- I, it was, it was just, I mean, and there, you know, there are people that say, hi, I need a cleaning lady and stuff like that. But, and I use it for that kind of stuff too. But, but it's, it's a, it's a way of keeping your, you know, keeping you into your community, which is a really phenomenal way to go. And, if people need help, um, you know, people can offer it. And it's mm-hmm. it, whoever whoever invented it did a great job because um, I've I've answered a couple of the things, and I've always found that that the people that have asked for help truly didn't need it, and and it was a mm-hmm. great way to be able instead of just you know dropping money in a can someplace, it was a great way of being able to physically go and help a neighbor, and right. you yeah, know right. and and continue on with it. So, I mean, there are lots of organizations like that 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 really are doing amazing work for people. And I think it, you know, let's pay attention to those: the tunnels to towers, the the wounded veterans, the, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know, ASPCA for sure. Um, you know, there are places that are doing magnificent work, but you have to research them. And mm-hmm. and if you don't have and if you don't have money to give. Which is, I'm sure, appreciated. But and again, back to my give your time, because you know, volunteering even you know a little bit here and a little bit there puts puts it. It's do it. It's almost selfish, but do it because it makes you feel better. And mm-hmm. by making you feel better, then then of course your attitude changes, your philosophy changes, and and you're a better. You're a better partner. You're a better sister. You're a better mother. You're, you know, if, if you have that kind of flow of energy going on, and um, you know, you, you don't do it because you have to. You do it because you want to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, there's a big difference. But but end times, I don't think so. I mean, humanity's been around for at least six thousand years, if longer, and. And we haven't reached a place where we're ready to transition, not all of us anyhow, um, to the next phase. But, but you know, it's, it's interesting because I'm, I'm seeing people who are, who are moving forward and upward and then people who are, you know, I'll be back because I have to. But it's, you see a number of people that you're very well aware that they are transitioning to a higher level, a higher dimension, a higher energetic and it's it's really it's it's amazing to watch mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting so timeline it's, it's, no doubt about it oh it's a fascinating timeline and when you when you think that you know we all have um i mean yes 
everything is more expensive. Yes, there are challenges going on all over the place. Yes. At the same time, this is a time where energy is is more available to us. So learn how to use the energy that's out there. Learn how to draw it in. Learn how to apply it to your life. And, And when you do that, then you shift your focus to what can I do for me that's going to help me get to be a better person and help my family too. Mm. So it's it's yeah. it's all good. It's uh I think it's it's the kind of time that that you know it, it's great to be here when this sh- kind of shift takes place because you can see it happening. You know, when you're in the t- in the mm-hmm. middle of an in in your if you're in the middle of an age or something, then then your awareness isn't as sharp as it is when when everything appears to be falling apart, but People have to realize in order to build new, you have to tear down old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a time tunnel, some degree. But it is, a, it is well, you see the crest of the wave coming. I do anyway. Oh, yeah. But, you know, your books are so helpful for people, too. I mean, your books are phenomenal mm-hmm. in helping people to learn how to work with themselves and and um, understand, you know, processes and the transforma- the transformation book especially. But the other ones are good too. And and um, you know, I haven't stolen the others yet, but it's a good you know, I'll probably get around to it. <laughs> it's a good reminder was for that people. Your fir- Something else. It's like a library. You know, just that to, was your to first get little book, tidbits of data that Transmutation through Ascension? Yeah. Yeah. That was the very first book I wrote. Yeah. It's the baby. Um, it's and, my baby book. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a, it's a great start. It's it's a foundational book yeah. for sure. Um, I like it's it. a it's a. Um, and there's also um, another book out there. I don't know who wrote it, but it's called A Secret Psychic, which is which is also hmm. a good book. To um, it 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 gives lots of um, suggestions. It gives lots of um, beginning type. I mean, this is this is for this is for beginners. This is for people who, you know, just want to get into understanding their own sensitivity to themselves. This is not as so much a spiritual book as it is becoming aware of the energy and stuff like that. But it's a wonderful handbook, and um, mm-hmm. I I don't normally read those kind of books, and I normally don't interview those people, but. I did read that book, and I it's, it's one I would recommend. Usually, if it mm-hmm. has psychic in the title, I stay away from it. But um, but this is understanding how you can you can understand how you're becoming more sensitive to your environment, and how you can develop it, and how you can u- utilize it um, consciously and gently and wisely. So. It was mm-hmm. it was it was interesting, but your transformation book now for anybody on a spiritual pathway, that's the book to go to. Well, thank you. It's a nice okay. little one hundred and one or two, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is, and and you know you you work so with the dimensions that that I think is fascinating, and you know when when we talk about the different dimensions and the different areas and the different ways we can time travel and stuff like that, there's such exciting material out there. Uh, you, you don't have to mm-hmm. uh, sign up to go to the moon. You can do it from your own bedroom if you ha- if you want to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and not through that, imagination. That's... It's way beyond that. 
Oh, gosh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. No, the the um, time travel and remote viewing and stuff like that are are also aspects of understanding our spiritual allergy and 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 utilizing our energy in different ways, shapes, and forms. And, and you know, again, mm-hmm. other we have you know, it's funny. We are our our human bodies are an avatar for a spirit to ride in. And it's kind of like um, we've bought the most expensive car on the lot, but we didn't get the owner's manual that went with it. And most of us, me, me especially, when I got a new car, the the things I wanted to know first was, you know, where are the windshield wipers and where are the headlights, and I don't care about all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah. But windshield wipers That's and important. headlights important. Um, I go for but, rental cars, but, by the way. <laughs> ah, well, no, that's what I've got. It's it's a rental for three years, and and mm. it was kind of like I haven't. Now there are all sorts of buttons and switches all over the place. I haven't learned to use them, and mm-hmm. that's how our spirits often are with our physical bodies. They they got the eyes to work, the ears to work, the brain to work, the mouth to work. But as far as the energy work and stuff like that, those tools are there. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, learning how to utilize things by, by trial and failure, if nothing else, um, is, is a very smart thing to do because it does give you, you know, every tool you have in your tool belt makes it, makes it gives you the ability to address issues within your physical reality to a higher degree of insight and inspiration and spirituality. And to not utilize those tools is to, in many ways, cut cut one of your arms off. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, it's, definitely. It's the it runs a lot it's, better when you power up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does. And, and I think the other thing is, you know, pay attention to the fuel that you put into your body. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you're, if you're not functioning physically, then, then you know, you're, you're again... Um, not utilizing the vehicle appropriately and take care of the vehicle, uh, mm-hmm. so so that it's it's uh, it's it's an adventure for sure. It's it's really exciting. It's all get out. But but when you stop to think about it, you know there is no owner's manual on purpose. I guess that's that's you know we're meant to search for what we need when we need it. Mm-hmm. Some people don't need it. Some people. And some people come in and, and, you know, they've got it all. They're, you know, the indigo children for one, you know. Um, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Their, their level of awareness is profound. Mm-hmm. But they have to be guided yeah. too. So are you, have have you had any mm-hmm. contact with indigo children at all? No. Actually, I'm a little skeptical of the, some of them because of the types of technology I've been inter, interfaced with, so I kind of wonder how many of them have been compromised through the technology. So some people who might say they're so-called indigos may not be. They may just be uh, a cloned replication of a program that has been interfaced and downloaded into and onto their their DNA. That can happen, uh, genetic manipulation. Not everybody, but I, I'm kind of jaded on that level. But there are, I'm sure there are some divine children out there who have the um, – you know, the cosmic bloodlines. But, yeah, I think that in today's age, you have to look at it on various levels of how much manipulation has been going on 
especially with artificial intelligence uh-huh. and, and taking a good look at that. I know there are a lot of people that I've interviewed, and you probably have too. I forget the one lady who's a front runner for, you know, regressing children and saying they're all indigos and star seeds. And I don't know if that's truly the case, but I think everybody is psychic. And I think all children and adults have their awareness of consciousness and awareness of lifetimes on and off planet. And if they are able to access that, that's even better. So I look at everything, no, I agree. all angles. Well, with, with, with the manipulation of consciousness, I mean, that is definitely, I, <clears throat> I firmly believe, can't prove it, but firmly believe that um, I, I did the ancestry and I did the 23andMe because I was fascinated mm-hmm. with it. But, but after I did it, it felt like the government or governments were, co- con- were um, collecting DNA for a purpose, and I don't know what it was, and I, I have a feeling it was nefarious. But mm-hmm. And then when COVID came out and they were testing people, they were doing it with a cheek swab or whatever, and again, mm-hmm. DNA, so that there is right. a DNA bank and I don't know what they're looking for, but I suspect they are looking for certain, um, not so much blood types as they're looking for certain DNA structures to target in some way, shape, or form. I agree with you. Yeah. Well, I think it's all part of the genome manipulation and so far the DNA sequencing, yeah. And that's part of it. You know, there's been a lot of talk about that going on with what they're what they're trying to do right now, even with some of these injections. So you have to look at it on a different scale. But the idea behind manipulating the DNA sequencing is, is interesting because that's kind of like the God particle. So if they're going after that, that means they're trying to rewrite something connected and insert a specific program to manipulate the evolution of beings here. And I wouldn't say it's for the better. I think it's not an upgrade when it comes down to like transhumanism or something. I think it's more about deforming it. So that's just my own take. Um, I hope that's not the case. No, but. no. Yeah, I'm always like I said. No, I'm always skeptical about this, you know, because you, these people are not necessarily good people. <laughs> so, well, no, and I I totally agree. And when I realized what it was, you know, I I probably don't have whatever it is they're looking for, but um, but it it felt to me as though they're 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 looking for a certain grouping of of people. Don't know what mm-hmm. what what within that group they're looking for, but they are breaking it down so small. You know, they are they are analyzing the DNA to the point where it's ridiculous. So they're looking for something, and they're giving us information mm-hmm. about you know a susceptibility to this or a susceptibility to that or, or whatever. But but I think they're looking for something else. I I just mm-hmm. can't yeah, figure out what it is. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I can we, find that you know, we... through our evolution. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I, I, I just, I, I don't understand. And, and you know, if it, if we are naturally evolving on some level to a certain degree and a certain point, why are are the governments looking at our DNA, searching for something? And 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 it can't, it can't be good. <laughs> it just can't be. Well, if you look at, I don't know if you read my book, Alien Intelligence, but the whole idea behind that is that we're descendants of the visitors. We have the extraterrestrial bloodline. So that means that we're not uh-huh. from here. You know, we we're talking about our origins early on in the show, and you were talking about that, and that's true. So our origins are off planet, which means we get reactivated through the different space-time configuration, through frequency and consciousness, 
It's all part of ascension. So in my opinion, when they're looking at this, they're getting nosy about what we really are. I think they're trying to figure out what, what it is, what's standing out, what's the connection. But honestly, it, it has a lot to do with the, the space-time configuration you're in, the frequencies, and, and what Nikola Tesla has mentioned you know, to us, the, the modulation of waves and how that how that manipulates the DNA and changes the frequency band. So that's my take on it. And also, you know how miracles happen when you're fully engaged in your avatar design. So we can heal spontaneously. We can traverse the galactic highway. We can do all these magnificent things, which makes us kind of a threat to their agenda to some degree, in my opinion. So if you could just say, I'm going to phase shift and biolocate off planet, see ya, and you don't have any national security tracking you and they can't get a hold of you and they, they're, you know, that kind of thing. They want to control. In my opinion, I think it's all about control manipulation and also perhaps manipulating the uh, the abilities we have so they, they remain dormant instead of activated. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's just my take. I, just, I, I mean, I, I've seen what they're well, capable no. of, so. Oh, yeah. Now, I, I don't think that they're they're targeting a certain audience, and I'm not sure mm-hmm. who or what that is. I do know that that's... Um, getting back to riots and things like that, that that using you know the Havana the Havana um, headache, oh yeah you know yeah um, that was the one that I, was like I, the vertigo and uh, yeah that's a yeah. direct energy weapon but I, it's, a, it's a minor one yeah well and my thought was that that they're looking for people who are more susceptible to being manipulated you know electronically through through you know um through through sound sound waves that are set that you know our ears can't hear but certain level of consciousness is and it it it, it either right. incites to riot or incites to anger or incites to to violence um it, you know our our government with every new invention the first question they ask is how can we weaponize it so mm-hmm. yeah. you know unfortunate so, so you know my thought is they're looking for a way to weaponize a part of us DNA-wise. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, Well, the synthetic telepathy is really potent. I mean, I've been through that interface. But I was going to mention to you, I'm sure you've seen the movie Taken, the series, the miniseries by Steven Spielberg. And that's, a, that's yeah. a prime example of a little girl who's an extraterrestrial design who has a natural ability to interface with things. And, and they wanted the weaponization of her, her brain and in a sense of what she's capable of doing. I remember looking at that thing. She doesn't need a helmet. That's how I was when I was interfaced with the tech. You don't need a helmet. It's a frequency interface. So I think that that's what uh-huh. it's about in a sense of, and that we're all capable of this. It's not just one or two. In my opinion, I think that that's the wiring of the avatar, but it's manipulating that ability to a point where they, they have control over what your thoughts are at some point, how you interface with reality. And also, in inserting memories, whether they're real or not. That's a big concern of mine. It's like mind control. Are uh-huh. they bringing in, are they inserting real data codes of information from the cosmos and spirituality, or is it manipulated data coming from them? And I think that's what this angle is. I, I, that Havana syndrome is very concerning to me. And I've talked about direct energy weapons because I know they deployed quite a few this past few years just for beta testing. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah. But, yeah, if people are getting agitated like molecules in a microwave, then you can tell that something's spiking their energy and their brainwave activity to violent volatile behavior and to me that's that's a huge hive influence through a signal that's just my my own perception well i know the last year every full moon i have incredible anxiety attacks wow so, you're getting that oh geez yeah i mean this last one interesting. was a doozy it was it was like a two-day anxiety attack 
Really? Um, wow. And and I knew it was an anxiety attack. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't on the, um, I, I didn't take off for the hospital because I was having a heart attack or anything. But full moons absolutely trigger me into anxiety. And wow, I would interesting. like, I would truly like to, and this last one was a big one. So um, mm-hmm. I I don't know if I'm becoming more sensitive or if the signals are becoming stronger. I think the signals are getting stronger, and also you're a water sign, right? You're Pisces, so that would be, yeah. um, you know, the water and the moon associated with the moon and lunar energies, especially full moons. Possibly, maybe there's a signal that's being uh, hijacked that you might be tuning into uh-huh. that may not be very comfortable. That's just my own take. I don't know. But but definitely there's something well, afoot there. Uh, I would pay attention to that. Well, I think I'm going to, you know, make an aluminum hat for the next, for the next <laughs> full moon. That's so crazy. Did you see signs? I mean, aluminum foil gets you a better signal, though. Be careful. <laughs> like the old days oh, of the antenna, okay. I would tell people, remember the TVs where you had the bunny ears and you put the foil on, and it's like, wow, if you need a better oh, signal, yeah. just put the, the foil on there. <laughs> I mean, do you well, remember you know, that? Because just, I'm, da- I'm dating myself now. I, I do, yes, I, I do remember that. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, you know, I, I think this next full moon, whatever it is, I'm going to be more cognizant of it and see if I can yes. utilize the energy or something other than an anxiety attack because, you know, that's, that's ridiculous. You know what you should it, do is it, scry it. See what you can see with the moon. Just look at it. I know you have that, you know, psychic guy. So oh, yeah. just look at it and see what comes in when you scry and say, look, what is this about? And just ask and see what comes in. I would do that. I, yeah, Control the yeah, field. Yeah, I think, I, you know, I wasn't paying attention um, this time as to, you know, the fact that it was a full moon. And happily, the, the my neighbor who, who is attached to me happens to be a nurse. So, you know, I went over and said, well, am I dying? And she, she said, no, it's an anxiety attack. I said, that's what I thought. And, you know, I didn't wow. think anything of the fact that it was full moon. So I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chart when the next full moon is and pay attention to it and see if I can't use the energy to do something profound. I agree with you 100%. Deflect whatever's happening there, um, but you are so hypersensitive to energy. might be something that's going on that you're just dialed into subconsciously. But don't let it attach onto that field. No, no, no. It, 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 was, it was just so weird. And had I mm-hmm. realized it was a full moon, I would have dealt with it much differently. I right. just wasn't yeah. paying attention. Um, well, I think I, some of us know, always get distracted. Well, yeah, it's easy. I, you know, uh, a, a shiny object will will carry my attention any, every time. <laughs> it's always a good time. Kind of that, like that, shiny objects are nice. That, that, <laughs> what, what, what is it that that one that cartoon um, where the dog talked and you know he would be talking and suddenly be squirrel, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's how I can be it from time to time. So, no, I, I've got it charted so that the next full moon I'm going to pay very close attention to how I feel and what I do with that energy field because it seems to me that, that having access to that much excess energy, I mean, I could levitate maybe. It was it was really mm-hmm. profound. It was, you know, wow. kind of like, okay, yeah. you know. I mean, for me, for me to suddenly mm-hmm. say, Wait a minute! Something's wrong here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. You must be really but, dialed in. I, I guess I was. And that's for and, listeners and, too. And, they and, might feel the same way. 
full moons have always um, made me more sensitive. You know, mm-hmm. a good time to get a reading from me was on a full moon type stuff. But um, but this this was so intense, it just blew me out of the water. And uh, that's I've been in this field for a really long time, and it was so unusual for mm-hmm. me to be um, knocked off my pins like that. But it was like, you know, okay, I'm going to sleep this off. This is ridiculous. Uh, right. But but. You know, I, I just I should have I should have been journaling. I should have been writing. I should have been putting whatever was coming through down on paper. You know, this is retrospect, of mm. course, but you know, should have been paying attention here because that I, I should have used it. Now I have to wait a whole month for the next one. But uh, well, it's not going to be that far off, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's another thing no. too. And a lot of people, you know, they're doing some weird ceremonies. A lot of people do some some real bad stuff around the moon. Other people don't. They negate it too. I, I keep getting distress signal though, so maybe there's a distress signal associated with that, connected with the moon. Maybe there's something there. So who knows? That could be. Might be something very urgent you need to deal with. I'm not talking on this plane though. Yeah. No, I gotcha. Um, it's it's certainly going to be something that I take note of and and work with because. You know, you have yeah. that kind of energy. You might as well do some good with it. You might as well, you know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, if I if I do a twelve-hour straight writing binge or whatever, I mean, whatever it is, you know, use it. Right. Don't lose it. Absolutely. Well, just uh, just banish out anything that's non-productive and roll. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I plan on doing it. Um, yeah. So we're down to the last couple minutes here. Let's let's give wow. them your information so they know they know where to find you. Oh, I'm all over the place. But you can go to my website, nightshadowanomalydetectives.net. Um, you can find me over on Hyperspace at KCUR on Friday nights at 12 midnight Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific. And then Raven starts Witching Hour on Saturdays, 12 midnight Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific. And then, of course, here we have the lovely Barbara DeLong with her network. <laughs> and it's always a pleasure to connect with you. It's been too long. I know we've been in different space-time configurations, but it's nice to connect with you here. It's been a great show. Absolutely. We, we normally try to do the last Sunday of the month. That's mm-hmm. that's 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 the intent. Doesn't always work that way, but we try to do it that way. That's right. We're nebulous. So we, we make it work. <laughs> hey, we're flexible. But that's um, right. yeah, no, and and this will be up on on uh, YouTube shortly. And um, I, I I so appreciate you taking the time once a month to just you know hash out philosophies and things like that. Oh, it's my honor. I think it's. It's your turn to pick topic next time, too. Oh, no. I'll have to come up with something. I'll have to text you behind the scenes. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about yeah, psychic attack. Make Maybe it... that's something to dial into. Well, we can do that. I don't know. Oh, I have good stories on that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, you don't have to stick with Manly P. Hall. Just, you know, a, a mm-hmm. good topic that we can get our teeth into is fine and dandy with me. And, um Okay. We've certainly both okay. been around the barn enough so that we can we can t- we can talk two hours on just about anything. So. Oh, absolutely! It's been a great show, Barbara. So appreciate oh, you. Well, thank Wonderful you. network. Thank- you do a great job. Ah, uh, thanks. It it is, and and Mark Eddy helps a tremendous amount too. He's, yes, Mark. He's Hi, my Mark. partner in crime. <laughs> he's awesome. He is. He Good is. Guy. He is awesome, and he's probably the most genuine person I've ever met. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but he is partially responsible for the success that the the show is taking on as well. You know, we're 
we're coming close to 2,000 subscribers, which is very exciting. So very nice. that's uh, good. Yeah. And we have passed half a million listens, views. So we, we are definitely, yeah. Not that very I, good. Not that I'm a big number counter, but every now and then it's it's a good yardstick to see, you know, have we grown and are we going in a good direction? And so far, so good. So I thank oh, you. I think I so. Thank you. Oh yeah, I thank you so much for for being here and and for sharing your wisdom with us. And uh, look forward to the end of July. Me too. Absolutely. I'll be here. The bell's on. Okay. I'll listen. (laughs) Take care now and good night. You too. Good night. Good night, everybody. Uh, Do check our website for when next some wisdom is going to be shared. And I look forward to talking to you, seeing you. Stay well. Stay out of trouble. Stay stay cool. It's summer. And uh, stay wise. Check out um, Solaris's website. Check out her Amazon site too, because her books are fabulous. And I mean, if I steal them, they gotta be good. So have a great one. Good night, everybody.